0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical gospel-centered ministry tip every week. Yep, uh, and Scott Strain
1: Open just finishing up here, gee, that's been a roaring success. Uh, what's been your favorite thing? The
0: crowds there? have been the crowds have been oh, electric. The crowds have been uh, amazing. Yeah. Yep, yep, all the crowds they deserve. Um, well, it, it is interesting watching it in the midst of a pandemic with no crowds. In some ways it's kind of nice, isn't it that you know even even sporting events are impacted. Uh, you know, what? for the most part because because the cricket the cricket wasn't over the last few weeks the cricket wasn't yet yeah, church life was. Um, you know, so you can go to the cricket, sing, yeah. be, a, be a hoon, can't go to church. And, uh, can't and be sing. a hoon at a church, can you? Can't, can't
1: be, you can't be a hoon church. at church. No, nah. anyway. Well, one thing's brought to you. Thanks to Janita Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. Over the past 10 years, we've held around 100 churches across Australia, um, plant in Australia, and we are aiming for 200 more by 2030. That's a big number, uh, but that's what we're praying, we're working towards. Um, but for now you press play on another episode of The One Thing. Two-part episode this week at Two banger Refresh your staff meetings.
0: Now, what's the aim of the episode, Derek?
1: Oh, that's a great question. We want to help you think through your staff meetings, refresh them. Uh, it, they are one of those things you just kind of rinse and repeat every week, and it's worthwhile pausing and reflecting. And we'll hear from a couple of people, uh, Ray regular Mike Sams, uh, John Rumble, you'll get introduced to them as they thought through over the years, how it is they re-envisage, um, uh, pull apart the staff meeting, put it back together. So that they actually drive towards um, what it is that they as a church are doing, what they value, all
0: those kinds of things. So
1: that's what we're, we're going to be doing this
0: way. Now, if you're not a senior pastor and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, this is this is my staff team, you might want to gen- gently put this you know, in a, in a message to uh you know, to your senior minister and say, "Hey, can you have a listen to this episode?" Just leave it
1: on, <laughs> leave it on a floppy disk on his desk, and he might accidentally <laughs> it play it. Disk. Yep. Mm.
0: Okay, let's listen to our first clip. Ray Galea from MBM. Rudy
2: Hill. Hi, friends. Ray Galea here. I've just been asked about uh, anything we do in staff meeting that might be helpful to share. Uh, many years ago, now it's probably about seven or eight years ago, we worked on a principle of bringing to the staff meeting three questions. Question number one, is there anyone who's become a Christian? So the point there is we wanna make mission the center of what we do and we wanna celebrate it. So we hear, and it can be a five-year-old, it can be a 55-year-old, it can be from one of the campuses, but we're always hearing and celebrating about uh, who's moved from death to life. And, uh, and it's, that's always worth rejoicing. Second thing is, uh, second question, who uh, can we invite to our Explaining Christianity course? So we're keeping everyone missionally minded. It doesn't matter what department you're in. Uh, You know, especially after a Sunday, there's conversations are had by so many people that uh, as a result of that, there's always someone who you can put on a a sheet, uh, on a list, that then from there, when you've got the next course, you can call up and you get a whole list of names that can easily fall off the radar unless you note them. Third one is, who's worth watching? And uh, we're really looking for potential leaders and at the end of every year, we then go to that list to then appoint them or consider appointing them into a leadership group that we run. And so it just keeps leadership, mission, and the gospel center stage.
0: Okay, so so Ray uh, helpfully talks about three regular questions that he asks in staff meeting. So first one, is there anyone who's become a Christian uh, over the weekend? Uh, who can we invite to explaining Christianity course? And then the last one, Who's worth watching? So he's really focusing on mission. He's focusing on the new person at church. And then the last one, uh, potential leaders. Really good questions to ask each week. Now, thoughts, Derek?
1: Oh, I love the questions. They're great. I, so I had, there were a couple of things I really loved about this. Um, and one question I had that I need you to answer, Scott. Um, he, here's the things I loved about it. There's Ray says in the video, in the video, the audio he had, it's mission at the center for them. And so they keep putting on the table a thing uh, that drives who they are, what they do, who they want to reach, the people around them, in order to help people move forward. And so that's just that constant reminder of the vision that they have and how they do it. Those first two questions are just brilliant. Um, So I love that about it. Here's the second thing I loved about it. It can feel like with those questions, uh, when you ask them every week, you know, what movement has there been from last week? Like, it's not a very long gap. That seven days, if you're having staff week meetings every single week. But what they do, rather than um, rather than saying, okay, we're going to call this person this week for the leadership, let's take the potential leaders one, they're building a list. And so they're, they're doing that as a staff team, building this. list. So when they get to the point of running a Christian Explored course, or they get to the point of running a building leaders course or training them up, they've got that list. They don't have to go back and think about it. So there's this deliberateness that builds throughout the year to the key moments they might have. They don't have to run eight Christianity Explored courses every single year. Um, You know, I think you want to be running full, but they've got this list of people they can call and contact, build a list of leaders. I love that deliberateness about it. What did you like about
0: it? Well, in, in it, there's a growth mindset as well, isn't there? So there's an expectation that we'll have newcomers. There's an expectation that people will be making decisions. And so it's not a kind of, you know, name it and claim it. But but there's an expectation that as we as we see people come into into church, gather with us, that they'll be making decisions for Christ, uh, that they'll be you know wanting to move towards making a decision to Christ. So I think I think for those two, first two mission questions, the, the the growth expectation is really helpful to have as a staff team. Now you know you kind of said perhaps they're better on, on a quarterly basis where you can actually see trends. You can say wow over this last quarter we've seen you know this. But but doing it every week says every week church is about actually the outsider and and, and ensuring that you know we're capturing their names. Second thing as well with a potential leader one, uh, I think I mean Ray's context is uh, is Western you know Western Sydney. He's not near you know there are there is a university nearby, but it's not like he's got a university context or a university population. Um, I think there's a deliberateness in asking that question because you want to be intentional about raising up leaders, but also. Uh, getting the staff team to be identifying that and seeing that that's their role. Because often it's, you know, it's the senior minister whose role is to sort of tap people on the shoulder. Uh, But if everyone on the staff team is thinking about it, they're being deliberate about, okay, who's the next person I can be raising up?
1: All right, let me push into it. Here's my my question that I want you to solve for me. And in fact, you've just touched on there. You you made the comment, and I I think you'll probably want to, you know, qualify this comment after I push it back at you. You made the comment, church is about the outsider. Um. Now I want to say in the, in these three questions, I know that MBM, I know for a fact that they uh, uh, pastoral care is right at the forefront, caring for the flock. It's interesting that that question isn't in that that three question. And you've made the comment, "Church is about the outsider." So talk to me about how it is that the the pastoral care for church fits into that.
0: Uh, well, I mean, the reality is most churches, most of their systems are, are set up for. You know, pastoral care uh, set up for pe- seeing people go deep in the Word. You know, small groups, our our gatherings. You know, we we open up the Word. We hear hear God's Word preached, uh, and so uh, I think you, you you have to ask that question uh, because most of our systems are set up that way. You know, if your church was had mission as a as a focus and it was pumping and thriving, then perhaps you might want to be asking the community question or the deep in Word question each week, just to be saying, okay, which of our people are you know are growing and 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 are we seeing uh, people in community. Um, but I think for most of our churches, the issue is, you know, mission isn't at the centre um, and raising up leaders isn't at the centre. So again, a healthy church is asking those other questions, maybe not just every week, um, every week, because there's a deliberateness about putting it on the agenda of every staff member. Yep. So in this next clip, Mike uh, Sams, who planted a church with the Holy Trinity Network in Adelaide, uh, talks about staff meetings when you actually don't have staff. So when you've got your volunteer core launch team Uh, for a church plan. Let's take a listen.
3: If you lead a small church and you're maybe the only employed person in the church, uh, maybe you have some key lay people around you who volunteer their time, how can you have a staff meeting when there's no one else in the traditional sense to have a meeting with? I think there's a few things that you can do that actually make a meeting worthwhile. Firstly, being flexible. Now, I might say obvious, but it makes a lot of sense if you've got key leaders, key volunteers who get on with the ministry with you, who have time available to them, that you're flexible enough to organize the weekly meetings when they're free and not just when it's the most ideal time or that suits you the most. Secondly, when you have these meetings, I think we can achieve more than reading the Bible and just talking about what happened on a Sunday and we and what we got to get done for the next Sunday. And while reading the Bible is absolutely essential, of course, it's the, the heart of everything that we do is God and his word, and that's part of it, when we come to talking about what's happened we don't, and what we're going to do in the coming weeks, we don't want it just to be a talk fest. Instead, if we think about with clarity what we're trying to achieve, it really helps those lay volunteers know what they're working on and why uh, they're doing it. And so framing those discussions around what the goals are, whatever language you use, whether it's goals, purposes, priorities, outcomes, whatever, But having clarity is really helpful for a a late kind of staff meeting. And thirdly, and I think it's probably the most important, is that you get into the habit of this meeting being a meeting that is a priority of mobilising the rest of church. That is, it doesn't become a bottleneck that all these people do the ministry because they just happen to be the ones that are available in the time that works for you to have a meeting. So the thinking is how do we facilitate good systems and communicate in formal and in informal ways to the key leaders in the church who can get on with the ministry and mobilize everyone else as well
0: Okay so just a couple of things that Mike Sams I think helpfully um, you know raises in in terms of thinking about staff teams with uh, with a volunteer team be flexible uh, it's more than just reading the Bible, discussing Sunday and upcoming tasks. So, Derek, before you come back at a question, yes, you want to be doing those things in a staff meeting. It's really important to to be discipling and, and opening up God's good word oh, together. My heresy
1: team. radar was going off there.
0: And then the, the third point there, use the meeting to mobilize those at church who aren't at the meeting. So flexibility, uh, Derek, you, you're quite flexible. Some would say overly flexible. Uh, not your hammies, but in terms of just your your, your practice... Um, being flexible so that you can involve your volunteer team, you know, tell us about the difficulties of that.
1: Yes. Uh, Well, look, it is tricky when you're small like that because you are the only person who is free during the day generally, Um, unless you've got people who are at university, you've got that kind of context. Uh, So, everyone else is working. So, you do just have to work out a time to be able to meet with the key people on a regular basis on a regular basis and so uh, generally with people in ministry our time is much freer than it would be for people who who have to work certain hours so doing it at night times um, you know possibly even doing it on Sundays after the service if that's where people work just finding a time to be able to regularly touch base and tap into those key values uh, lay the vision on the table those kind of things uh, it's up to you in a small context to do that.
0: Now, uh, Mike. Mike says it's more than just reading the Bible. So you want to frame your discussions around the purposes. You know, Mike's very intentional with his sort of staff meeting plan. You know, working through the big strategic priorities, but then thinking purposefully about the church. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, this is always a tension, I think, isn't it? At least in our in our Reformed heritage. Um, we naturally and healthily want to drive back to the Bible in those contexts, and we need to keep that on the table. We need to do it. Um, there is that tension, though, of how, how much time within the space that you've got you, you, do, you give to that. And I think that's a, that's a tension to be managed. You've got to work out enough time to, as we'll hear a little bit later from someone else who talks about this, uh, those, meeting, those meetings, those connections are about discipleship. But there are certain things in terms of our role as overseers of the church, as leaders within the church, that we do need to keep coming back to and asking about. So within the time, however you break it up, it's not always gonna be exactly the same time. You do wanna keep pushing back to what are the reasons we're here? What are the things we need to tap into? What are the, the um, purposes that we have set up? However you wanna phrase it. Um, enough time to be able to do that each week. So you know you're heading in the direction that
0: you wanna head. And a key part of that is actually, um, I guess, teaching, uh, developing, so you can actually hand over significant responsibility. Mm. Uh, so so by by regularly going to it, you're actually getting the whole team to be thinking about you know each of the purposes, but also uh thinking about how their area impacts you know with the others so so there's a there's a a removal of, of silos and, and you're setting up a culture from the start that says actually you know we're all we're all, all on about these things, but I've particularly got you know this person on on this area I've particularly got this person on that area um and, and as a as a church plant you you kind of want to be from the start setting that foundation and, and setting that culture for each of those uh, areas
1: and you see that in raised questions before as well don't you that everyone is talking about you know who can we invite to christian explained um who is it there might be a potential leader everyone's asking that because that is everyone's question that's everyone's vision uh, not just some people who might run the m's or who might run the you know whatever it is so yeah. uh scott talk to us about that one then um this third bit using the meeting to mobilize those at church who aren't at the
0: meeting I think Mike helpfully uh, raises, you know, raises the deliberateness of this, you know, purpose team, uh, this uh, core launch team. A key part of what they're doing is actually working through the body and working through the whole of church. And so a key part of any, you know, staff meeting, meeting that they have is actually thinking into the, the next steps for people in, in church life to be actually ensuring that, you know, the whole church is moving forward. Um, so I think there's a... There's a, often, you know, action is for us as a staff team to be, to be doing it or us as a leadership team to be doing it, but actually being deliberate and saying, okay, who in the church can be helping you, assisting you with this, you know, who on your team is actually going to help you achieve that outcome and that, uh, and that action that you've come out of the meeting. So, Derek, there was a lot in this episode and, you know, really good to hear from both Ray and Mike. Uh, was there an aha moment for you?
1: Yeah, I think the aha moment, I referred to this before, the aha moment for me was um, staff meetings aren't just uh, meetings that happen in isolation. They're part of a cumulative effect around uh, praying and gathering and refocusing vision over the course of a year. That list-building stuff seems like a very you know civil, obvious thing, but that for me was a, just a really helpful thing to say. Each week we come back to the same things and we build that over time. Uh, that was my aha moment. How about you?
0: Well, cool. Well, I was just going to say in our, ne- our next episode, we're going to be pushing into sort of the different meetings and the purposes of them. Uh, and so I think that's going to be really an important one to listen into as well. And we'll also uh, open up the toolbox in our next episode as well and, and have a chance to think about uh, some resources. For, for me, uh, I, I love, you know, Ray's question, who has become a Christian uh, at church this week? I just think that's a, a really uh, easy, simple question that every you know church staff team can have that really, you know, gets you celebrating, you know, God willing regularly. Hey, this person's come to faith in Christ, but also puts mission at the centre of, uh, of your time together.
1: Yep, that's great. Well, this is the first part of a two-part episode. And we're going to pause and we're going to encourage you to tune into part two next week, which will include the one thing and will include the toolbox, but you're just going to have to wait seven days for that one. Uh, the next episode features John Rumble from Providence Church in Perth. Uh, he has done a total reset of the staff meetings at uh, Providence, so.
0: I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Henner. Chat soon.